there are typically two main spaces which every person has, which is your home, which is the first place, the work, which is the second place, but we are at our best as people and as communities when we have an additional place we can call our own that third place. Right, welcome to the CrossFit by Design podcast. Uh, it's good to be back. How are you? Yeah, good, Tom. How are you? Very good. Very good. Um, so today, wanted to do something a little bit different. I read a great article on the CrossFit Journal, which is uh, CrossFit HQ's um, sort of official publication that they do. And there was a great article on how the CrossFit box is uh, such a key part of your members' Uh, life and they call it the third place and so I thought it would be cool if we kind of read some excerpts from that article today and if you wanted to give us your thoughts based on how you see that apply to CrossFit by design and uh, and just sort of CrossFit in life in general as you see it so yeah sounds great yeah awesome idea um, so this is this is directly from the article and it says for hundreds of years places like bookstores cafes barbershops and pubs served as informal public gathering spaces. Without requirements for membership or formal organization, people gathered together for companionship, to talk about their concerns and ideas, and to feel like they belonged. Uh, and some sociologists call these spontaneous places, uh, spontaneous communities, third places. And, um, he's, and they argue that these third places are such an important part um, of our lives. And it goes on to say that there are typically two main spaces which every person has, which is your home, which is the first place, the work, which is the second place, but we are at our best as people and as communities when we have an additional place we can call our own that third place. And I thought that was really, really true because when we talk about community and CrossFit, it's difficult to put your finger on exactly what that means. Um, so do you find, do you see that happening uh, from your experience uh, as well? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been a bit of an evolution of the third place. Mm. Um, like, I read this before. I didn't catch the end of it, so maybe it does go over it that, like, in more specific detail of cafes, barbershops, and things like that. Like, it used to be that the more common one was the um, the bar. Yeah. You go get some beers, and yeah. then it was, like, the coffee shop, mm. and now it's the gym. And then there's many more, like the article says. Mm. Um but yeah, I I 100% agree with the opening in that you feel like you can really be yourself in that third place. Mm. Like I picture uh, Norm from Cheers, <laughs> that Norm is just like, says what he means, man. Like yeah. calls a spade a spade kind of thing. Yeah. Um, very much himself there. Mm. Um, not, not that everyone's trapped in their work or anything like that, but you're not always as free to be as who you want to be in the workplace as what you can be in your third place, mm. uh, supported by the community of the third yeah. place. That's a good point because the article also says uh, at home or work, attendance is required and roles and responsibilities are rigid. But in a third place, people expand their identities beyond those expectations and associate with their you know, so-called neighbors, people yep. they're hanging out with, associate with their neighbors in a different way. This informal connection creates uh, people who care and engage, uh, care about and engage with their community and each other uh, and who spend time together casually for the pure pleasure of it. Yeah, well, so that's worded heaps better than what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why I read it. Yeah, that's right. Um, 
I don't know. I don't disagree with it. Do you? Like it's. I mean, you've yeah. seen it firsthand. People definitely are themselves. Yeah. And initially, maybe not so much, but yep. that's in any social situation. Yeah, I reckon. Mm. I mean, because the article says this, there's sort of a diminishing amount of those um, locations that are existing in our community. There's less and less of those places. You know, I was thinking about what you said before. You got the bar and the cafe. Even even now, sure, you know, I might go get a coffee with a friend, but very rarely is there a place where you can go. And it's like uh, just an open public marketplace where you don't really know who's going to be there. You just go in there to hang out uh, and share your sort of common interests with people. Even now, when we go to hairdresser, uh, restaurant, coffee shop, we're still quite isolated. And it seems that more and more of the community that we have is becoming more and more isolated and sort of just independent. You'll go down to you know, whatever store, the grocery store, and you'll do that thing on your own, then you'll come home. Hmm. And so there seems to be less and less of just those open public catch-up third places. Yeah, like it's not as personal. Yeah, absolutely. Woolies isn't as personal as your your local grocer used to be kind of thing. Is exactly, that what I mean? exactly, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. Uh, the, this is something that I really thought was that the article um, made a very good point on. It says, social media is sometimes touted as a new kind of third place, but does not serve the same function. Online interactions connect people globally as never before, but break the involvement with the ultra-local streets, neighborhoods, towns, and cities. And the connections made via social media do not expose us to the same sort of diversity as third places. Online communities are self-selecting, allowing us to limit our involvement to subjects that already interest us or people with whom we feel comfortable. Uh, and I think that last point with people whom we feel comfortable is a very good point because when you engage with real people in the real world, you've got real ideas, real opinions, real conflicts of interests, and that's kind of where the growth comes from because you might not really like that person, but you've kind of got to just deal with it and be with them. And I, you kind of learn. And, and let's say like you sort of mentioned, maybe not getting along with somebody, you know, how can you sort of sniff out your differences if you're online? Like yeah. if you say something I don't agree with, at least if we're face to face, I can like, there's nothing lost in translation. Mm. I can be like, oh, what do you mean by that, Tom? And you can yeah. explain yourself and I can be like, oh, okay, I thought you meant this. Mm. Whereas it's all black and white. Like you've seen, you know, so many misunderstandings in yeah. comment sections and it's like, oh, I think what they really mean is this and what they really mean is that. And it's just... Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be as healthy as yeah. That's right. You yeah. can't you can't get to know <clears throat> the deeper side and the deeper nuances of a person's character online um, because they say something you don't like. You just oh, just delete or just yeah. click away. Yeah, what an idiot. Yeah, I don't like, like well, that anymore. Minute, click but... away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and another uh, another part of the article um, really sums up a little bit about what we we're talking before with we've isolated ourselves even though we're in the community. And it says, again and again, we turn away from opportunities to connect with each other, often in the name of efficiency. We choose ATMs over bank tellers. We choose drive-throughs and eating in uh, and eating in our cars over restaurants. We choose online donations over volunteering. We choose the self-checkout over the grocery store cashier. We choose elaborate home theaters over movie theaters. We choose eBooks over libraries. We choose a game of Candy Crush over chatting with other people waiting in line. And yeah, I know several people who do that. <laughs> um, and it's so true. You know, I've been to the Congo and I've seen um, you know, a culture when you take that back a hundred years, where we don't have the efficiency that this Western culture has. 
And it's almost like, well, this is what we wanted. This is really like, this is what we wanted. This is what we've been working and developing and innovating and trying for years and years and years. And now we've got it. And now we're all alone and depressed to some extent. No, that's an, mm. over, an over-exaggeration. But oh, well. when you go to, say, a place like I've been, like the Congo, everything's done in community. Everything is done with someone else. There's nothing independent about anything that anyone does. Um, but here, there's so much aloneness. Mm. Now, people might be okay with being alone, but there are so many things which that leads to, which brings us back to the, the benefit of having CrossFit as a third place. Yeah. Um, well, so much growth comes from interacting with other people, so community, basically. Mm. And that's why we always talk about community and CrossFit, mm. because it's a super important part of your development as a good person. Mm. Uh, and yeah, a lot of it is taken away by the, everyone trying to seek out efficiency, Mm. Uh, you know, efficiency isn't necessarily always the best thing. Mm. Like in movement and stuff like that, yep, absolutely efficient, <laughs> effective movement. Yep. But when it comes to uh, the development of your character and the development of the relationships with the people around you, mm. efficiency is probably the last thing you want. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it's it's messy mm. um, and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the, going back to the article, it says CrossFit is not just a novel workout. Uh, its boxes offer a new community space, an alternative to the village tavern or the general store, the old bar, uh, hmm. with the power to reconnect us to our communities and to each other. In a CrossFit box, neither status nor external responsibilities matter. Uh, you know, politicians and janitors are equal, and even internal CrossFit achievements by elite competitor or a recent on-ramp graduate do not affect members' enjoyment. That leveling quality brings athletes into contact with people they would not encounter in a homework existence and I think that's a great way of summing up a little bit about what or how the CrossFit community really benefits uh, by injecting it into someone's life mm. yeah yeah it's almost uh, it's one place where nobody really cares what level you're at mm. uh, you know yeah I don't think I could add to that <laughs> so <laughs> yeah that's all I will there's say a, um, <laughs> there's uh, the article lists uh, what it says the characteristics of a third place and this is from a book by um, Ray Oldenburg called the, uh, the Great Good Place. And it just goes through like what makes um, a great third place. You know, so you've got your home, got your work, and then this third place. And you know, it doesn't have to be a CrossFit gym. Uh, we're talking about it because this is what we do. But I think it's important if it's not going to be CrossFit, it's important to find what that place is. So I think if, uh, if I just want to read through this in your mind as you're listening to it, think about some of the places that it kind of describes. And I think the CrossFit gym fits perfectly in this. So third places are neutral ground for the attendees where everyone feels equally welcome. It acts as a leveler. So external status does not matter. It has conversation as the main activity. Though third places are designed with a specific purpose in mind, CrossFit, conversation makes the experience special. They are accessible and accommodating with a convenient location and flexible opening hours so people can attend when they are free from other responsibilities, are frequented by regulars who set a positive tone and keep the community lively, have a low profile, a physical space that is welcoming, not formal or intimidating, offer a playful mood with light-hearted interactions and become a home away from home for the attendees. Um, yeah. I can think of a whole bunch of those that apply, I mean, particularly to our gym, which is what I know you as the owner have been building the gym to uh, to be like 
spe- uh, specifically with some of those attributes. Yeah, CrossFit right design's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, obviously yeah. I'm going to say that, but that that's always the goal for mm. sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so that that was uh that was the article and I thought it's it's got some real good takeaways uh takeaways for for people who are listening. Um yeah, find your third place. Find your third place. If it's not CrossFit, uh, it's got to be somewhere. Mm. So, anything else to add? No, that's uh that's great. Yeah. Happy with that? Cool. Awesome. Word. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>